Now, if you live in the South, you know what done deal means. But for you that's watching my television, if you don't know, it means it is finished. My name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our program. Now, today's message was actually filmed in Meridian, Mississippi at Maranatha Fellowship. We had a mighty move of God. Revival fire is burning. Be blessed by this message. Welcome the Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit is here, and we're just going to believe a night for miracles. Punch your neighbor say, this is my night. Amen. Well, let's get started in the Word. If you've got your Bibles, let's go to Mark 16, 15 through 20. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will be no means hurt them, and they will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God, and they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying of signs. Amen. Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, I pray now that you anoint me to teach this word, anoint every heart to receive. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, we thank you that your glory is in the house. Your presence is welcome here. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, we all know this scripture. If you've been in church any amount of time, the Great Commission. But I want to do it, break it down and do just a little bit of practical teaching here tonight. Now, first of all, I want you to know we do not handle snakes. Praise God. You're by TV. Y'all thought I was pretty radical, but we do not handle snakes. We do not drink poison. You know, but there are some parts of the world that do that. But we don't tempt the Lord. That's ridiculous. I mean, I can tell you I'm going to get on top of a 12-story building and I've got faith. But if I jump off, I'm going to die because the laws of gravity are broken. So we've got to use some common sense, too. But I want to tell you, in Bible times, Jesus protected the disciples. When they're talking about the serpents and the poison, uh what they were talking about, the roads were just really rugged and they were dangerous and there was rocks and it was not uncommon for a scorpion to, to sting you that would kill you instantly. There were times there were snakes and so the Lord protected, Jesus protected the disciples for the assignments that they had. And if you can remember, even when Paul was on the island of Malta and he was, there was shipwrecked, 
and how there was a fire and this poisonous viper came out and latched onto his arm. Poison. And the people just waited on him to die. And what did he do? He shook it off. Why? Because he had faith to believe that man had been stoned. He had been shipwrecked. He had been beaten and abused. He had a faith to believe that God was not going to take him out with a little snake. And when he shook that snake off, revival took place because the believer had, the people had faith to believe for miracles and revival took place. And I believe the time that we're living now, the time that we are in, the revival that we are in, we're going to see more miracle signs and wonders take place because that's what Jesus does. And we're seeing more of those in our conferences and revivals that we have because that's who he is. And I believe the more miracles we see, it's going to bring people to Jesus because people's hearts have become so hardened to the miraculous power of God. And we've got to stop limiting him. And miracles are taking place. But you know, in the time that we're living now, the snake is Satan. And what he wants to do to all of us is to latch on us with poison, to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what he wants to do with every one of us. And see, one of the greatest poisons that he can give all of us is an offense, unforgiveness, bitterness, that will destroy the call of God on your life, will destroy the anointing, will destroy you from receiving your miracle if you can get offended. We're living in a time now everybody's offended about everything. I mean, everybody gets their feelings hurt about everything. But I tell you, that is a lie of the enemy, and the enemy just wants to poison you. Have you ever come to the point in your life you just ready to throw your hands up? I'm tired. I'm tired of the fight. Lord, I am a strong person, but I am tired of the fight because some of you have been poisoned by one attack after the other. If it's not with your family, it's with your health, it's with your children. And this poison will put, the enemy will put poison in your mind telling you you're not loved. Jesus is doing this to you. But no, that is the enemy. He's trying to kill, steal, and destroy you. And the greater the call you have on your life, Get ready for the attacks. But you know what? We have the power and the authority. It's time for us to shake him off, but put him under our feet. Amen. And walk in power and walk in authority. That's what this world is looking for. A church that is on fire for Jesus. Walking in power, walking in authority. It's not a time for us to all be a bunch of mealy mouses. Mealy mouses. Did that come out right? <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? Squeaking for Jesus. We got a roar. I had a minister tell me the other night, you're a lioness. I thought, well, that's a pretty good compliment. It's time for all of us to roar. We got work to do in the kingdom of God, and we are tired of what the enemy is trying to do to our families, our health, our churches, and our lives. And it's time for us to take authority over him and learn to shake some things off. Can y'all say that with me? Let's go ahead. Shake it off. (laughs) Shake it off so we can walk in victory. So the Great Commission tells us to go ye. And see, when we think go ye, we think the Lord's going to send me to a foreign country. Not me. (laughs) You're right. But you know, we need to 
go ye, because we have somebody that needs Jesus. And see, another poison that the enemy will try to tell us is you got plenty of time. Just wait and talk to that person about Jesus the next day. Just wait and talk to that person about Jesus next week. When we got family members and we've got friends, people we work with that need Jesus in their lives. And somebody somewhere is waiting on you to do what God's called you to do. So it's time to go ye. We can't keep putting things off, y'all. This church has got to rise and shine in the time that we're living now. Because people are hurting, people are wounded, and they're waiting on us to do what God's called us to do. And the enemy will, see, we need to be the ones laying hands on the sick. And another poison is the enemy will say, what if you pray for them and they die? Well, what if you pray for them and they get healed? The Lord gave me a, just reminded me that you're not the healer. I am. Your job is to be obedient. So when we understand that we're the hands and the feet of Jesus, that revival is in us, wherever we go, we need to be leading people to Jesus, praying for the sick, and watch lives be changed. You're surprised that what God's going to do in these last days. He's going to use all of us, all of us that are not qualified, all of us that are misfits, to say, Lord, just use me. If you can use anything for your glory, use me. So y'all say, go ye. That's me. So for us to receive our miracle and our breakthrough in our lives, it comes with go ye, putting feet to our faith. See, faith is action. Faith is doing all we know to do and standing and let God be God. So I've got a scripture I want to read, do a little bit more teaching. I'm getting, I'm getting fired up up here. I'm getting excited. <laughs> Luke 8, 49 through 50. While he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, do not be afraid, only believe, and she will be made well. See, Jairus was a ruler in the synagogue. Strong ties to the Pharisees have nothing to do with Jesus, but you got to understand he had an issue. His 12-year-old daughter had become ill and was at the point of death. So he had to humbly, he humbled himself and he went and he bowed at the feet of Jesus. For us to receive the miracles in our lives, we got to bow down to the feet of Jesus. We got to humble ourselves and we got to repent. So we're living in a world now that this revival that is taking place is going to take place with broken people. It's not going to take place with superstars. It's not going to take place with people with pride. It's with people that are broken before Jesus to say, Lord, forgive me. I've made mistakes. Heal, heal me, Lord. I just worship you for who you are. Falling at the feet of Jesus is the first step of your miracle. And Jesus said, okay, I'll come with you, Jairus. Well, as they were on their way, y'all know the story of what happened, and I'm not going to go into great detail with this, but there was an interruption. Y'all say interruption. And there was a woman 
that had a bleeding disorder for 12 years. It had governed her life. She had been to every doctor. They could do nothing for her. She spent all, some of you can relate. Doctor after doctor, after appointment after appointment, she got worse. But she knew one thing, Jesus was going to be there. And so this woman was an outcast, but she was willing to pay the price. She said, I'm going to get to Jesus. So this interruption became a miracle to her. But how many times in our lives, this is what the Lord really wanted me to emphasize here tonight, is interruptions. Has your life ever been interrupted? Where everything was going fine and everything seemed to be going well, but something happened. You got sick. A family member, you lost a family, something happened, an interruption. And see, we get our lives all planned out, don't we? We're so busy, we'll say, Lord, put people in front of me I need to minister to today. But boy, when we go in Walmart or the grocery store, we got our mind on one thing, getting that loaf of bread. And then there are interruptions all in front of us, but we're so busy that we don't take time to minister to those people in front of us. And see, so many times we have our plans, we think we're hearing from God. Have you ever got to the point you just thought, oh boy, I am in God's will, and then all of a sudden there was interruption. And then what do we do? We blame the devil. I rebuke you, devil, for coming against this. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And what it is, is just an interruption by God to slow us down sometimes, to protect us from ourselves. Has God ever protected you from yourself? I say, Lord, don't let me be the weapon formed against myself. Because it happens so many times. And so many times what we think is a setback is actually a set up by God to get us to the next level. So sometimes we got to thank God for the interruptions because his plan is working. But what I want you to notice, about this time, someone came from Jairus' house and said, there's no need in troubling the teacher. Your daughter just died. Just imagine the anguish that was in his heart. Okay, Jesus, I ask you first. This woman interrupted you going to see my daughter. Jesus, why did this happen? See, he could have gotten very upset. So many times interruptions make us upset. Some people would have written a note to Jesus Christ Ministries and gave them a piece of their mind. Been mad, been upset, having offense, that poison that the enemy would put in their mind. But Jesus said, don't be afraid. Just believe. Just believe. Your daughter will be made well. What a comfort that was to him. How many times have we gotten so upset about something that didn't matter to, amount to anything and it kept us from receiving our miracle because we allowed an offense to come into our heart have y'all ever been offended before? Have y'all ever been hurt? Put it that way. If you're living, you've been hurt. And hurt people want to be healed. 
But offended people want to get everybody else upset. They don't want to get well. So we want to be healed ourselves. So here goes Jesus. They go to Jairus' house, and outside the people were just wailing, and they were so up, you know, they were crying, and and Jesus said, what are you crying for? She's asleep. You know, in those days, there was professional mourners. You could pay people to mourn. Y'all better behave and be sweet to people. You don't want to have to hire people to come mourn at your funeral. So Jesus takes Peter, James, and John inside of the house, closes the door. Now, why did he take them three? They were the inner circle. You better watch your inner circle. I heard somebody say one time, people are either in your circle or you're in their cage. You better know your circle. People that will pray with you and believe and have faith with you. Not trying to put you in the ground for the sickness. Have friends that will pray and believe with you. And some of you here tonight, have you ever come to the point in your life that you didn't have faith for yourself? You were so physically ill or you're going through such a hard time? That's why we're here for you. So they closed the door, and then he took the little girl by the hand and said, My daughter, get up. She was raised from the dead, and then he said, Feed her. Now, have you ever wondered why Jesus said, Feed her? Doug and I had a discussion about this. We didn't know. We couldn't figure it out. Still don't know exactly. But, you know, it could be that maybe her parents needed to see that she was a real live person and not a ghost. And if she ate food, maybe they would know for sure. But what I want you to know in this scripture, he said, my daughter. He didn't say Jairus's daughter. Just like the woman with the issue of blood, he called her my daughter. Just imagine this reject an outcast that was called my daughter. And everybody in here, you belong to Jesus. And he loves you. He wants you well. He wants you walking in victory. And he is telling you tonight, it's time for you to get up. You've been down too long. You've been depressed too long. You've been discouraged too long. It's time for you to arise and shine for Jesus. He's got a great plan for every one of you in this room. Every one of you. He wants you walking in victory. And you know when he said to feed her, some of you here tonight, the Lord's got a spiritual buffet lined out for us. But I want to ask you, are you hungry for him? You know, it's just like I I preached not long ago. The problem is we're trying to feed people that are full. But they're not really full of Jesus. They're full of things of this world. And they're not wanting Jesus. But we need to go for people that are hungry for Jesus. There are people that are desperate. There are people that are looking for hope. And they are waiting for us. And not only that, he wants us to fill up on his Holy Spirit here tonight. Be baptized fresh in his Holy Spirit just let him sweep. Are you thirsty for him? Are you hungry for him? Some of you need to be rebaptized in the Holy Spirit because that gives you the power and the authority to walk over the enemy. 
walking in that power and walking in that authority. But you know, for our miracle, we've got to do what Jesus told Jairus. We got to do not be afraid. Now we're living in a world today that is bound by fear. And some of you in this room, I feel by the Holy Spirit, you're bound by fear. You're bound by anxiety. This is a something that you don't want to tell other people because you're wondering what people will say. But this is the time to be healed. That is a tormenting spirit. And what happens with that spirit of fear? It leads to anxiety. Anxiety will put you in a pit of depression that you feel like you can't get out of. And you're suffering alone when that tormenting spirit needs to go tonight in the name of Jesus. Some of you don't sleep well. You don't sleep well. You thought you're having a heart attack and it's a full-blown anxiety attack. And this is some of you watching by television. We've had people that tell me that they were healed watching our show from anxiety. Because I teach on this quite often because that is number one thing that we pray for in revivals. But you got to get real with the Lord for you ever to be healed. We learn to just cover things up like it's okay. This is the way it is. What will people think? You know what they'll think? Praise God, somebody's got enough nerve to be healed and set free and delivered for this tormenting spirit. So don't be afraid. That fear. And then, for our miracle, just believe. Believing opens the door for the miracles, whereas unbelief closes the door. It happened in Jesus' hometown. Miracles couldn't take place because they were offended with Jesus. They even were offended in those days. Who does he think he is? We know who his parents are. And because of that, they stayed sick. And the next city that Jesus went to, miracles took place. Have you ever found out that your own hometown is sometimes the hardest place to minister in? (laughs) Or your own family sometimes is hard to minister to? I hear some uh uh-huhs on all that. Amen. But believing. The next thing is to be obedient to what the Lord is telling you to do. See, faith is action. But when we put feet to our faith, obedience brings miracles. And the next thing is to expect. Expect those miracles. And so many times we feel like, okay, Lord, I'm not worthy of being healed. I'm not worthy of being set free. I'm not worthy to be used by God. All that poison the enemy will try to put in your mind. Or maybe you prayed for a lost one that to be healed and they died. Maybe a relative was killed in an accident. And all of this does, it, it rattles your faith. And your heart is broken by the interruptions in your life. And it's hard for us to expect our prayers to be answered because we've we developed such a hardened heart. I'm not going to be hurt, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to believe for the best. I'm going to believe for the worst. That way I won't be hurt. But I can tell you, when our faith and expectation meet, it creates the atmosphere for miracles. And we're in one mind and one accord here tonight. 
and the atmosphere is here. So I want to ask you to let the Lord heal those soul wounds. Some of you got such a hardened heart and a broken heart that those soul wounds need to be healed. And when the soul wounds is healed, physical healing can come to your body. And some of you are just going through such a hard time here tonight and and you're just looking for the hope. You're just looking for a miracle. And I believe it's going to take place tonight. You may say, well, I've been prayed for many, many times. Maybe you're watching by television. You say, I've been prayed for time and time again. But I'm believing that tonight is your night for your season to be healed and set free. Whatever you need from the Lord. The miracle working power of God. His presence. See, that's what this world is looking for today is his presence. It's not looking for entertainment. Entertainment's not going to set people free. Programs is not going to set people free. It's the power and the presence of the Lord to heal you and to set you free. So whatever you need from the Lord, he's here. When we believe, we have faith, and we expect the miraculous, I believe it's going to take place in your life. Y'all receive this word. I pray this message blessed you and your faith is just, you've got some radical faith because some of you need a radical miracle right now. And I believe as you're watching, no matter what you need, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and the Holy Spirit's changing your life right now, touching, healing, setting free, encouraging you because that's who Jesus is. But if you're watching and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, that's the most important decision you'll ever make. Some of you know religion, but you don't know Jesus. Maybe you were brought up in church, but you went to a faraway land away from Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is calling you back this day. So pray this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross just for me, and you rose again on the third day. Come into my heart and come into my life. And from this day forth, I'm going to live for you. If you prayed that prayer, congratulations. Find you a good Bible-believing church. And please call the 1-800 number and let me know. I love to see what the Lord is doing in your life. Now, if you need special prayer, you need healing, you need a miracle, we do have a 1-800 number. Call the prayer line. Be sure to leave a message and we'll return your call. Now, I can't go off the air without thanking our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we pray for you every day. Now, we could use your help. Television is expensive. It costs a lot of money, but it is such a wonderful tool for people. We have people that are calling that are getting saved just about every week. So this world needs Jesus, and you any amount would be appreciated. Now, next week, we're going to have a brand new show, a brand new message. But until then, this is Sandra Hancock with Voice of Hope. And remember, your hope is in Jesus. My name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. Many of you that are watching this broadcast, you feel like you're at the end of your rope. You've got some impossible situations, but I got some good news. You have hope in Jesus because we still serve a supernatural miracle working God of now. 
I also would like to invite you to come out and join us in one of our powerful conferences in a city near you. It would make our day to have you as our guest. If you think our broadcast is powerful, wait and come and experience the presence of the Lord. You'll love it. Also, I want to thank our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we thank you for helping us spread Jesus to a hurting world. God bless you all.